Hi. How are you doing? I am actually, frankly, for the first time ever answering this very, very, very honestly. Um, I think I'm doing a solid 8.5 out of 10. <laughs> and I and I and I don't know if that's like a. I don't know if that's like an accurate answer, but if I had to summarize how I'm feeling ever since the last time I've spoken into this mic to record a podcast, which was September, and I could not believe it. Um, I thought I'm gonna be very good at keeping up <laughs> with episodes, and apparently the word of academia actually gets you <laughs> and i did not believe it until i was in a graduate level of of well i i i love my friends and i i i love it here like i i love being a solemnly fun active cheery um mascot of uftma like i feel like i'm english ma to be precise I think I'm killing it um, at being a very cheery mascot with all the stuff I'm doing with the department and everything um, in between. And I think I got at one point massively good at faking this whole happiness that I kind of pushed myself through it. Like, I'm actually happy. I think 8.5 is a very solid, good number. But before I get to today's episode, which is going to be extreme chaos, apologies in advance, um, I wanted to talk about how, first of all, I wanted to apologize to to not being um, consecutive and um, to being drastically... Yeah, to, 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 to not keep up with the podcast. I sincerely thought at one point in the term, I will really fail all my classes. And I still don't know. None of my grades are up. So we don't know. Um, and I, I, I recently accepted to graduate in June, um, which means I have to submit everything by April. But th- th- that's besides the point. That's future stress. We're pushing... We're masking a stress through the lens of excitement, and it worked, and it made me try new things, it made me try um, and find new people, and I found those new people, (laughs) and (laughs) it's been quite fun with those new people, and new perspectives, and holy shit, people like you exist out there, I'm so sorry for swearing, (laughs) They, they, they just do, and it's, it's, oh my god. I, I I remember writing this piece in 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 my in my journal a couple of days back, actually a couple of weeks back, to say I'm not sure if I had a chance to go back and just hug the 17 year old me, actually the 18 year old me, and telling him that everything is gonna be okay in the span of five years, and. I, I'm not sure if I do it because I don't know if I haven't gone through that and knowing that at some point thinking that there might be no tomorrow and then realizing that there might be and then if I haven't gone through that maybe I would never find the people I have in my life right now if that makes sense <laughs>
you know? But anywho, that's besides the point. I am really, really happy you're here. So without further ado, here's episode 25 of Letters Never Sent. Letter number 25, to whom it may concern. I remember being a kid (laughs) very vividly. I mean, like everybody else, at certain point, people just start retelling and retelling certain memories of you as a child. And it's funny how you try to only remember those versions but sometimes what usually happens sadly is that your brain you're weirdly enough remembering certain details and choosing to remember the bad ones almost always over the very cute good ones remembers you and and gets triggered sometimes by little things and recently that has been happening a lot and it's not because all of these are a bad thing and as much as I really wish it was it's not um, Mercury retrograde or my period it isn't it isn't hormones or just me being moody it's the mere fact of actually being that 8.5 happy out of 10 actually feeling happy into something that might turn into a real good thing in adulthood having good friends who were hilarious (laughs) having good family support um a little tiny two-year-old who actually loves me to death i think i'm just gonna say he does just because he can't speak for himself so i'm just gonna do it for him and just having circles of people that make me feel good to be myself and i said it in an intro and i'm still not quite sure if i would go back and either warn myself about what's about to come or just sit there and 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 watch and i don't know why has it come to me this far to 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 realize this that this is like a very big dilemma because well i've been an um, obsessive marvel fan um ever since i was 13 years old and well every single marvel movie talks about um trauma and past trauma and i think i should have known this sooner that at some point you just you just gotta 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 face it and it's so funny because i thought there will be the bad people, um, the unfit people, actually, that is a wrong choice of word. The unfit people that will remind you of those unhappy and toxic experiences that you had in the past. But, sister, no. <laughs> it's actually the moment you feel the mere joy and the mere happiness, your brain decides that is the moment to play shitloads of weird games with you 
in which you are constantly questioning, oh, is it going to be the next morning where he leaves or the one after that? Is it going to be the next poetry meeting in which I will be kicked out or just people will laugh at my poems even though they're all still in the same boat as me? Or are we even going to be friends after this MA year is over? Or is it just a fiction reality? You see, it's like a very busy brain of mine. It thinks and thinks constantly of all these things simultaneously. And then I also have to write papers and think about theses and, you know, all that jazz. And what after tests and... Am I doing the right choice of taking a year break? Is that what's going to cause me to be kicked out of this quote-unquote clique that I feel merely happily a part of? Because I don't really want to leave, but I don't think I'm that unforgettable. And I don't think anyone's irreplaceable. (laughs) I don't know. That's just what I think. And sometimes, well, not almost always, <laughs> your brain has a funny way of doing things where you're just sitting there staring at the ceiling and thinking, do I have my glasses on or am I just not seeing anything clearly? And I know, in in a way, those two sound kind of like the same, but as a person who's been wearing glasses ever since she was 15, I think those sound completely apart. And yeah, that's all has been going on. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's really funny because I remember certain memories from my childhood, and I'm pretty sure you also do. And sometimes you... Sometimes you're just (laughs) resistance of remembering them the way they used to be. And you create this fictional layers of what used to be because you just choose to do so. I think I was in my second or third year of undergrad where I read this piece by Samuel Rushdie. And... If you never read it, I I wished I remembered the name. <laughs> but it was an essay about his short story where he speaks about how hard it was to go back to a place he has once left. And and I think as as an immigrant myself, it's it's funny that I I I, I feel horrible what I feel it. You know, for the longest time I felt that I that I had no country at all or like no identity at all related to a culture just because well I was not Canadian and I well I didn't live in Iran anymore and I could not relate to it anymore and I sincerely thought that was well now I think it was the stupidest thing ever but but as a teenager you just feel like oh that's how I'm feeling so I'm gonna vibe with it and it wasn't up till this December or leading up to this December because 
December 28th is uh, the anniversary of my mom and I arriving to Canada and it just hit the 10 year mark and he made me realize that four more years I would have equal years lived in Canada and in Iran and somehow I still don't feel quite at home <laughs> it always feels like there's that part of you where you like would I feel more at home if my family, my close family that I really vibe with was also here? Maybe. Because look how many big milestones I've taken and my aunt has not seen me in any of them. It's quite hard to remain happy when there's so much going on. And it's quite hard, and it's kind of heart-wrenching when I read things from 19th century and I can't relate it to today. Sorry, I did warn you that today is going to be much of a ramble. Put it towards the fact that I haven't done one of these and I just have so much to say, like always. And I think it's the mere fact of... That... that instability in in questioning identities that sometimes i really love astrology ouch sorry i just hit my finger <laughs> that i really like astrology because it is that one stable thing and then there comes this one person who proves that stable thing wrong too more about that later i think but it's It's an equilibrium between not knowing what your identity is as a woman and then as an immigrant woman. And then also the whole questioning of, oh, what am I? Like, yippee, what would I call myself? And it's, and it's so funny because... In undergrad, it's it's fine. You're just saying your name. Recently, we're becoming more cool and more reasonable and more kind to our society. So we would actually share our pronouns too. But, but, but in graduate class, they actually ask you how you're doing and then how you connected to the course and then how uh, would you taken away from it and all that jazz. And then somehow, I never had the chance to create that wall where I, I acknowledge that maybe Navas that's too personal. I share it anyway. I feel horrible about it anyway. I go home and cry about it anyway. But at that moment, I'm there saying, well, this class really made me feel very happy and sad at the same time. Why? Because I constantly question my own identity. And this class made me question it even more. <laughs> and... Well, I didn't say this cheery and sarcastic. I was actually very serious. And and I remember telling them how when I was younger, when we got here, I really was jealous of all the other white girls in, in my high school because I really wanted to be taller and I really wanted to have blonde hair and I really wanted to be white. <laughs> it just felt unfair. But now, as if like January of 2023, I never been more prouder to be a Persian Iranian woman. And another thing, <laughs> on a side note, I have learned um, 
and not that because what I just mentioned deserves to be in a side note. It's just I don't think a I am stable enough to talk about it without turning this podcast episode into a crying session. Not that I don't usually do that, but it's just it would be merely impossible to speak if I were to speak about that. I would just say that I'm really, really proud of them, that I've never been this proud to be an Iranian and a woman. But the other thing, which um, makes me giggle, and I think we always need to giggle a little bit here and there, is that I, I, I now call myself queer just because I've been having some struggles uh, not that my friends aren't loving and accepting. It's just sometimes I feel like it's very weird and sounds weird when I say I'm pan-romantic. Um, because when you look it up, it doesn't quite exist like as a vocabulary um, defined by LGBTQ plus community or anything. Um, like, it's not really out there. But, um, like, they're, they, they use it. But it's not that out there. Cause, um, and <laughs> I once uh, did the mistake of Googling it. And please don't Google your identity questions. Um, I mean, it's a good thing to do it. Um, but you also have to be very self-aware of the fact that a lot of things you, you will read will be in Reddit form. And they're not usually nice. Um, because I went through a rant of just crying myself to sleep for 24 hours or 48 hours. I don't know. It was a very, very long time. And then I stopped and gave up. And I now just call myself queer because it feels, you know. And then for those who care to ask a follow-up questions, which are usually the closest circle of my friends, I just explain to them how I feel. And, and they get me. They don't need labels. And that that's how it should be. <laughs> I'm going to be your adult. <laughs> Um, for a second and give you unsolicited advice um, and tell you that that is how you should be. You should feel okay by just people around you should feel okay by just mere explanations and they should never ever tell you how to feel and undermine how you feel. And I'm not saying just that everyone is like everyone is entitled to their opinion but sometimes it is the mere fact of recognizing where is your privilege making you see things um and that's about that i will not get into that because again i'm gonna really focus on 8.5 out of 10 (laughs) being happy and i'm not gonna make any promises but hopefully there will be more of these. Because I really enjoy them. They really make me happy. <laughs> Thank you if you're listening this far. I really appreciate you, your patience. And I really hope you really, really, really having a great, great year. Sincerely from a social distance. Nada